0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. In 1846, Jane Castings was a convict on board the Sea Queen, headed for the Cascade Female Factory in Hobart, Van Diemen's Land, now known as Tasmania, where I live. Jane's crime that led to her being sentenced to seven years' transportation? Receiving cheese that she knew had been stolen. But Jane wasn't alone. Another 40 convicts who were transported to penal colonies in Australia in the 1800s had also been convicted of stealing cheese. An unusual commodity, you might think. But fast forward to modern times, And cheese is just as valuable now as it was back then. You might be surprised to learn that when it comes to food, cheese is the most commonly stolen and smuggled fodder in the world, according to the British Centre of Retail Research. They also reported that in 2011, over $100 billion was lost due to the theft of cheese. Some of it due to your everyday shoplifting type crimes, but also organized crime with Russia, India and the USA at the top of the list for world cheese crimes. This is going to be a very interesting episode. I'm Tori Hodgman and welcome to the Smooth Criminal Podcast. <laughs> A huge thank you to smooth criminal groupie Carrie of South Carolina for suggesting this week's theme. We love Carrie, cheese the best. Let's go straight to the big guns and talk about the cheese black markets and cheese smuggling. Due to health regulations in the United States, only cheeses that have been aged for more than 60 days can be imported into the country. And as a result, there's a healthy cheese black market for U.S. cheese connoisseurs with a softness for cheese like brie and camembert. In Russia, just one story I found was of an international crime group back in 2015 that made over £20 million smuggling banned Western cheese into Moscow and St. Petersburg and they were ultimately busted and Russians were mortified to learn their supply of brie was now cut off. Russia had banned a heap of food products, which included cheese, from countries all over the world, including the US, Norway and even Australia, in retaliation for the Western sanctions imposed on Russia following the annexation of Crimea. Ultimately, 10 members of the cheese gang were arrested, and while I was unable to find the names or the convictions – or acquittals, of the cheese ring, they each faced fraud charges that carried a possible sentence of up to 10 years in prison. Did we just delve into the world of illuminati Let's move on to some cheesier stories. In Tennessee in 2004, Michael Mon certainly had a big celebration when he turned 23 years of age, but he probably hadn't planned on the evening ending up with him being arrested after police found him drunk, naked and covered in nacho cheese in a parking lot near a community pool. Police suspect Mon had scaled an eight-foot fence and had broken into the pool snack bar where he then smeared nacho cheese all over the walls and scattered corn chips all over the ground. About 50 bucks worth of chips and 7 bucks worth of nacho cheese were stolen and at the time of his arrest, Mon was literally a naked, walking, all-you-can-eat nacho buffet. But weirdly, he's not the only one I discovered who's been caught covered in nacho cheese. In Iowa, 20-year-old Francisco Munoz raided a grocery store and fled with two cases of Corona beer and snack foods. When apprehended by the police, he too was found covered in nacho cheese. He was ultimately charged with third-degree burglary, second-degree criminal mischief and public intoxication. Now those two are nacho-typical criminals, but they are indeed smooth or at the very least cheesy. Let's rewind the clock now to 1928, when a gang of robbers who became known as the Cheese Bandits were eventually caught in Brooklyn, which led to their confessions of 25 burglaries in a two-month period. Now, while you might be thinking they earned the name the Cheese Bandits because they stole a shitload of cheese, they were in fact given that name because while they committed their robberies, they frequently would eat cheese, as you do. And back in 1946, another thief must have had a guilty conscience after sending two stolen packets of cheese with a letter of apology attached to the police chief. The thief had stolen a huge amount of cheese from a truck and he returned the cheese he didn't need together with a check for the value of the cheese he had already consumed. While he was never found, the police thought he was actually a really good guy. Let's move on now and away from bad puns but to a world I didn't know existed until researching this topic. The world of artificial cheese. Castle Cheese Incorporated were a company in Pennsylvania in the United States that traded in cheese but in 2013 they found themselves in big trouble when they started selling imitation parmesan cheese but were trying to sell it as being the real deal. In addition, they were selling cheaper cheeses like Cheddar and Swiss as the more costly Parmesan and Romano. And another dodgy cheese trader, the Slippery Rock Cheese Company of Pittsburgh, also sold imitation cheese as being the real deal back in 2015. And now for what's becoming another smooth criminal podcast regular, a story from Walmart. A customer sued them for stocking a store in New York with a product claiming to contain 100% grated Parmesan cheese, when in fact, tests showed it contained up to at least 10% cellulose, a product used to stop grated cheese products from clumping. The man claimed in his lawsuit that he suffered injury and lost money as a result of Walmart's misleading behaviour. And if you thought the imitation cheese scene was dodgy come down another rabbit hole with me and let's talk about cheese and porn. What happens when one of the most popular porn sites in the world yep you heard that right porn sites mentions cheese in one of their commercials? Well the Italian Parmigiano-Reggiano Cheese Consortium were furious to say the least when Pornhub compared their premium subscription service to the king of cheeses, namely Parmigiano Reggiano. Now Italy takes their cheese very seriously and have strict regulations regarding their cheese making. And the certified name Parmigiano Reggiano can only be used to refer to cheese made in specific parts of Italy, including Bologna and Mantova. A team of Italian lawyers pursued the possibility of suing Pornhub for the trademark tarnishment, saying the commercial was distasteful and offensive for Italy's cheese producers and their products. What if the porn was filmed in Bologna or Mantova? Would that be okay? Take you to the pleasure zone, baby. Okay I think we better reverse out of that rabbit hole and go back to some good old garden variety cheese thefts. To Wisconsin where some dude stole 20,000 pounds of cheese when he stole a fully loaded trailer truck. The cheese was worth more than 46,000 bucks and the thief has never been caught. And Wisconsin has had prior cheese incidents as well with the cops recovering 160 grand's worth of stolen cheese back in 2016. However, most of it was spoiled and ended up being buried in a landfill. That is literally a food crime of the highest order. (laughs) And what has become tradition on this podcast, when we reach the end of an episode, is we ask a few questions. Firstly, were there any stories from Florida in this episode? No, no, there weren't. There weren't really any love stories either, although we do have enough cheese crimes for another episode one day, which will include, I mean, it's not so much a love story, but the story of the man known as the Swiss cheese pervert. And as is tradition, we have a little doozy of a story to end with. Let's rewind the clock now way, way back to 1841, when the captain of the Uruguayan Navy, John H. Coe, was in the midst of a naval battle when his ship ran out of cannonballs. The genius captain chose not to retreat, but instead find other items to fire from their cannons, with his crew ultimately loading Edom cheese balls into their cannons. The cheese balls had not aged well and were so hard they were more like balls of concrete – and the captain and his crew were delighted to see how effective a weapon they were when they hit the mainmast of an enemy ship, sending shrapnel everywhere and tearing holes in the sails. One of the cheese balls also flew at high speed through one of the portholes, killing two sailors instantly, causing the enemy ship to retreat, truly defeated from some tasty, cheesy missiles. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Smooth Criminal. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, the Smooth Criminal Podcast channel on YouTube, and even through our website at acast.com forward slash smoothcriminal. Please rate and review and share with your friends and help the smallest podcast in the world grow. If you've got an idea for a theme for a future show, please join our Facebook group, smooth criminal groupies pop a note in your review on your chosen podcast channel or if you're old-fashioned why not flick us an email to smooth criminal channel at gmail.com that's it for another week groovers and remember don't get hit by don't get struck by a smooth criminal